0: Hi, my name is Haideja Thank you for joining us today on Godly Council. If today is your first time of joining us on Godly Council, um, this is a place where we'll bridge the relationship gap between God and human. And this is also the place where we teach the undiluted Word of God, um, and ensure that light has been spread. Of course, we are not bridging the relationship gap between God and human by our own help or our activities, but by the leading of the Holy Spirit. So thank you so much for joining us today. So, um, like on our previous um, episode, we're actually discussing about the unseen enemy, the unseen enemy. And then this is gonna be um, the second part of the unseen enemy. And In case you're wondering, um, I don't understand. Yeah, there was a first part when we did introduction about giving us a glimpse into who the unseen enemy is. So, um, this is going to be helping us to go deep down and then outlining the unseen enemy, who are they. So before we go further, can we say a simple word of prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you, we bless you holy name We worship you. We thank you for your love, we thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for another opportunity to be in your presence. Thank you for another opportunity to listen to your word. Father, Lord, we pray that as your word comfort, your light and life will grow in us. And Lord, the as is a sinner. Lord, have mercy. And the listener is a sinner. Lord, have mercy. Lord, help us that the listener is not going to listen to Adi Deja but will listen to you through Adi Deja And the speaker is not going to speak Adi Deja word, but will speak from the heart of God in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. And in Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. And amen. Oh, share. So let's go into the word. So today we're going to be taking um, human being, human being as the unseen enemy. You know one of the, one of the last time we were doing the introduction we we're trying to understand who the enemy is and then what does Jesus take in the place and the presence of the enemy? And I go into the Old Testament to establish a truth that we've been trying to in the Old Testament there was a many, many war for the children of Israelites. They fought this enemy, they fought Egypt. They thought Egypt is it, they were in the wilderness I and mean, they begin to fight themselves. <laughs> so they begin to fight themselves and then, um, being in the wilderness because they start seeing themselves as the enemy. I, I made a statement to my wife so many years ago um, when we started a relationship to get married. So I noticed. She always count a lot of people uh, in her life to say, this person is my enemy, this person doesn't like me, this person doesn't hate me. I said, the day we clear all these people free away from you, that they are no longer in your life, maybe by default they travel, they move, or something happened that this person and this person and this person and this person, no longer in your life, so you, start, you stop seeing them as the enemy. They don't. Get beef with you. They don't. They are not jealous of you. They, are, you understand. There's gonna be a day. I am gonna be your enemy. And she was like, "No, it's not possible. How can you be my enemy?" I said, "I know what I'm saying because what I'm saying in you is that every man, woman that comes, that came into your life, that in your life at a particular time we we're having a discussion, they are people that you see as the enemy. So the moment they are not there again." The closest person to you at that moment is going to be your enemy. She thought I was joking. The one day, I think it was one year into our marriage. I think we're going into when in the first year. It was the first year in our marriage, and then uh, we we had a wasn't an argument. We were trying. To, I was trying to explain to her uh, the way my perception about one of. She wanted to do something to take on a project. I was trying to give her the reason why if you're gonna go, go this way, do it this way, based on my experience in business. I've been working uh, in the business environment for some, for some years, so I was trying to just give her what works, what does not work. And then there was, there was one day without having an argument, until she just said she knows that I'm kind of an enemy of progress to her. And the statement was big, and I'm like, eh, where is it coming from? Because she said, I don't want her to succeed that I'm blocking her way to succeed because I am always trying to shield her or not allowing her to take the decisions she wants to take Ah, and I said so I'm now your enemy she said that's how she sees it and I said remember all I told you and she said what well, at that moment things were tense and then later on she came back and then apologized and then and I said, remember all I told you? She said, well, I told you some years ago um, before our marriage that you're going to turn me as your enemy one day. And she's like, oh. So what am I trying to say in the long example that I gave? That as you are now, the moment you live your life and believe that every human being in your life is your enemy, then every time you encounter another human being, they are going to be your enemy. Let me, let me show you. Uh, Luke two to five there was a judge in a certain city he said who neither feared God nor cared about people a widow he said that that place is Jesus talking is a parable God the fear God on or cared about people a widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying give me justice in this dispute with my enemy the judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I am going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing, wearing me out with her constant request. Because she is wearing me, what, wearing me out with her constant request. The persistent prayer here, here had to do with the prayer for justice with my enemy. The other flip of the story, Jesus never mentioned my enemies, he said enemy. Justice, I, it is true that when might come and say that the woman is actually seeking for an enemy that is encounterable. And most of the time Jesus mentioned enemy, he doesn't say enemies, he said enemy. Every enemy we personalize to our lives, is still serving the purpose of the common enemy. So, every time you come and you see a human being as your enemy, trust me, that is not your enemy. That is only the tool in the hands of your enemy. And the reason why I'm breaking this is because we need to allow the purpose and the Word of God to reign in our lives. God said, love your neighbor. He said, love your enemy. He said, if you love those who love you, then what is the difference between you and the unbeliever? and the Gentiles, the people that doesn't believe in God neither believe in Jesus. So what's the difference? Because at that point in time, all you are seeing is that Shaddai, um, Tony, Kenneth, um, Shadia, whoever the person is, they are your enemy. But the truth is they are not. If you can recollect and go back into your life, at every stage, at every point in your life, you always have somebody that will antagonize the way you see things, and at that point, the person becomes your enemy. But when you move ahead, then you encounter a new enemy, like Joyce Meyer was said, a new level, a new devil. And if you now say God should take out every enemy that you have, then there's going to be peace, there's going to be tranquility, everything's going to be fine. Trust me it is very very impossible because so far human beings exist on earth and their minds and hearts and eyes and ears and nose and mouth is still the portal into the realm of the spirit. They will continue serving the purpose of the major enemy, which is Satan. Every human you see on earth is either serving the purpose of God or the enemy. There is no sitting on the fence. Let me give. Let me quickly give you a trail. I want. To, I want to take the scripture, but let me quickly give you a trail. Now, look at the economy. The economy is having issues. The economy is not touched by rain. <laughs> As in, I, 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 I'm always careful to say this, but I, I will just say it. It's not touched by rain. It's not even the disaster. The wildfire, uh, the, that the natural causes that affected majorly on our economy. No. Somebody might say, but COVID-19 affected our economy. It's a disease that came. A disease transfers from one human being to another. How was it brought into the first place? I'm not going to go into those theories that everybody is saying and all that, but I'm telling you the truth. When there was famine in the land and there was no food. There, that was a natural disaster that causes every man to be hungry and they begin to bring out the desperation of men, right? Yes. But when there is rain, there's going to be, the Bible said there's what? There's, uh, 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 winter and cold, rainy season and dry. It will always be on earth. And there is a place that Joseph came in when he was a prime minister to manage the resources that ensure that when there was no rain, then there was resources available for everyone that walked into the space of God. The first thing that affects every enemy is the intelligence of human beings. Sorry, that affects the economy is the intelligence of human beings. The intelligence of human beings that comes to say, Oh then where the rain according to this time they're willing to save because on diocesan there are things the intelligence of human beings either inadequate, either lackadastical, either it is not of the form of intelligence that we needed to drive or whether it's selfish ambition. I know I am driving off course but I want to help you to understand today that the person you're seeing as the enemy is not your enemy so when this economic crisis came up came and it happened because there was one or two issues due to the human being's intelligence it created chaos people begin to hold money to themselves because they don't know what the future holds because the, the the thunder the earthquake that happened somebody has the capability to help one people or bringing three people together, but they are focusing more on how to increase what is on them. So that is where the intelligence of human beings either fail or increase the economy of every state. Because the human being that has the chunk. And the, uh, and the resources, and I'm not talking about money here, the resources, the power, the authority to ensure that this thing extends around and to other people, so that they will be able to be a beneficiary. And subconsciously, the wickedness of man will reduce. When I mean man, I mean both man and woman, that is human, will reduce. Instead of reducing, it begin to bring out the wickedness. And that same wickedness, comes from Joel and Joel is so desperate that he wants us to keep his family to survive to ensure that he meets the basic needs and you are there and you are occupying a seat in the office and they keep hiring you that, that, that. if I can just come into that your seat and and earn what you are heading then I can be able Or someone sees that they want to grow to a level because of what the world has created and they begin to see the other person at that angle and say, this person is growing, but I am not growing. The intelligence of human either race or demean every economy. The reason why is that we have created a world that measures every man's competency whether paid, whether growth, whether unpaid, whether pain, whether gain, we have measured it to the extent that what we humans begin to look into right now is what pleases every man or woman at a state of world, at the standard of what the world has set for us. And it has created a lot of chaos. I know I am going too deep. Okay, let me let me come back. Let me come back. Let me come back. Let me come back. Human is desperately wicked. When God said it, it was talking of disobedience to his ways. And when we disobey God's ways, we are going to experience what we experience that every human beings around us are going to be the enemy. But they are not. They are just the portal and the tool in the hands of the enemy. Now, we fought, the Israelites fought war from from Exodus down, from Exodus down to Malachi and still Jesus needed to come to save. Does it mean that Jesus needed to come to become the Savior and Jesus that came to save did not take one sword to fight or kill any man? Because it came with a doctrine to us, with a doctrine to let us know that that human that you're seeing is not your enemy. The real enemy is just behind the human you are seeing. Act of Apostles 13:10, New Living Translation. Then he said, "You son of the devil, full of every sort of deceit and fraud, and the enemy of all that is good." Will you never stop perverting the true ways of the Lord? Perverting the true ways of the Lord. Anything that is against the true way of the Lord is the enemy. Not the person that is jealous of your progress. The jealous of your progress is to draw you into, to draw you from the way of the Lord and the way of the enemy. Human become, humans become enemy when they represent everything that is against the will of God, They become the enemy. The other side of the story and the reason why I'm doing this teaching, when we say that some human beings that are against us, jealous of us, they are the enemy, then we embrace the other human beings that like us. Let me put it this way. That created a standard for us. That we now met that standard. They now show care, they show love, they show the representation of uh, 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 and embrace the love of God, the love which is not of God. Very good example. The colleague in your office is your enemy. Your father that was not there for you when you were in childhood is your enemy. Your mother that rebukes you not to go some certain way is your enemy. Your uncle that to stay in his house for years, train you, and but he still did not perfect it. He didn't show you care and love is your enemy. Thank you. But your friend that you hang out together to smoke, to drink, to humanize to do devious things and they still say, I got your back all the time. They are not your enemy, they are your friends. They do the things that is not of God, chase women, go to clubbing, they are your friends. They are the people that got your back, they are not your enemy. The ones that will say, let's steal, They are your enemies. The ones that will say, let's put uh, uh, those odd people forming a group and making other people redundant that they are not of the standard. Pride goes around them, making other people smaller. They are your friends. But the one that does not accept you for who you are. Is your enemy it's wrong it's wrong <laughs> I know what I'm saying is gonna to be too big for you to hear oh let me say too big let me say too much to take in. the people that are God's enemy and the people that are the enemy of this earth are the ones that do does not want to follow the pattern the rule the ways of God they are the ones than are the enemies. The, any, the true enemy is a very wise person. Very, very wise. And great in wisdom. Very great in wisdom. It will create different structures, different systems, so that you can come to believe that the enemy is the one that does intercept your opinion, does not see your perception, that is against you, Antagonizing you. They see the ones that are living the life that God has not ordained as their friend. Whereas the friend God said we should embrace are uh, His will, His purpose on earth, not the people. Let me say it again the will and the purpose on earth, not the people. The first thing God does when you come to Him, especially when you give your life to Him, he segregates you and brings you to himself and begins to change you first, put his will in you first before he drops you in the middle of people. Then, when he now drops you in the middle of people, he now wants you to spread out his will and his purpose in the heart of every man, woman that you meet. And from there, you are creating a society, you are creating the friendship of the people that loves God. I understand that 30 minutes will might not be enough to teach this but I'm trying to do my best here to allow you to see the truth the true enemy the true enemy will be so many things will be so many things Let's see 2 Timothy three two. 2 Timothy three two. I have to rush now because of time. For people will be lovers of self, narcissistic, self focused, lovers of money, impelled by greed, boastful, arrogant, revilers. I'm reading from Amplifier version. Disobedience to parents ungrateful, unholy, and perfect. The You and your friend that disobeyed your parents are going to be friends because you are going to say, my parents are coming from the past age. I am in the new now. <laughs> is, that all, is, is that not it? Coming from the past age, we are in the new now. They are going to be your friends. And the one that will say, obey your parents, what you are doing is not good, becomes your enemy. You need to be very careful of how you make people your enemy and make people your friends. But both of you are not going on the same pattern. You need to be very careful to embrace the things of God. There's, in Africa, we have witchcraft, we have witches, wizard and all that. The people practicing it, tormenting your life, making your life miserable. And one of the things that we want is the person to die, including the person that is talking to you. To so leave the head. That shows us that we've won. God's ways and his thought and the precept and this will and this action and, and his doings is higher than us. He said, as heaven is higher than the head, so is his ways higher than us. But God is saying. The witchcraft will want to die. I wanted to pray for him or her. Let me win the soul of this person and use this person for an evangelist. to first of all, go to preach order with her that there is a higher power than yours. Rather, you say, let this person die so that I can have it, enjoy this world. He's saying no, pray that this person is converted. A representation of the witches and the wizard and the terrorist that we know today is Paul the Apostle. Maybe you don't read it very well. Try to read out of Apostle. I'd say the stoning of Stephen, stoning him to death. He didn't come in any crime. There was no judges. All his fault is to believe in the name Jesus. And Paul was the leader of the group and God used him to minister to me, write a thought of the Bible, order apostles and go back to the same Gentiles to begin to talk to kings. That's how God is saying it. Of course, I'm not teaching on systems and structure, but I want you to understand that there, there's a system the world has built. It's making everything so comfortable for us. No one wants to live, but we'll still live. But we'll still live. A rich man died recently, was being wrapped by clothes and other and beard. But that same man, alive, worth trillion of dollars. So it is not what we see or we hope that makes us so that's another teaching so because of time i want to quickly mention three things three things three things that make us start seeing every other human being as the enemy these three things if you notice one in your life then that means you're still struggling with this, and you need deliverance. That God should help you to start seeing people for who God wants them to see, wants you to see them. Do you know forgiveness is one of the great things that can bring mercy? It's even the Lost prayer, forgive us as we forgive those. You're, for, you're believing that another man should die so that you can live. is not, not forgiveness, it's hatred with passion. Yes, part of the one of the things of the fruits of the enemy is hatred. It's killing. Even Jesus said when you tell somebody that you are a fool or you get angry at someone, he said it's equal to some you killing someone. <laughs> don't let us go there. Don't let us go there. I don't, want, I don't want to make you feel bad, but I'm just helping you and I have to say it. It's the truth that the Holy Spirit showed me. Number one is focus on self. You need to stop looking into yourself for you to see true enemy the more we focus on ourselves the more we, we are distracted and we get in this world focus on self what can i enjoy how can i live my life how can i enjoy the good things of the health how can i be able to have peace to build the mansion to build this to do that focus on self the second one is solve self-problems. Solve self-problems. How can you spend all your time on earth solving problems that only particular to self-sufficient on health and never kingdom mind? It? Can I ask a question again? How can you spend all your time on health solving problems that only particular to self-sufficient on health? and never kingdom mandate you spend a lot of time to pray for your own health to go away but there are other people that are having health challenges and god said you should pray for them even one of the person having health challenges is one of the person that antagonize you most and god said pray but you are happy and rejoicing that the person has that challenges because the person is antagonizing you and the person is just a tool in the hands of the enemy, using it her or her against you so that you can miss your way in the path of God and the will of God. And the last one is self-sufficient on health. The moment our focus is only on enjoying the benefits of the health, and nothing else matters. We are distracted by the wrong enemy teaching, I'm going to be teaching you, which is next week, I'm going to be teaching you your personal enemy. That is not human beings you are seeing. Your personal enemies, which is habits as the enemy. But let me let you understand. If you focus on self, solve self problems, and the one you solve self problems, you're solving a problem on earth, right? But you're solving it only for yourself. (laughs) <laughs> and I would have elaborated on this self-problem, but our time is past spent. But um, I'll be coming with elaborate teaching because um, we're going to have, be having a an hangout and on one-on-one um, teaching with God's people. And then um, we're going to be live so, so people can see us and then we're going to be dealing with this issue. And God help us to begin to see more of it. So then if you're self-sufficient, on earth you are going to be having problems with every human being to you see as the enemy. And there's one thing I'm gonna say, which is the last thing. If you are a problem solver, you are in the superstar realm, I mean um celebrity, a teacher of the world of God, a minister of the government, a politician, a businessman, what level you are, you're solving thousands of people's problems, maybe creating a job, um, anointing, healing, or you are entertaining, making them laugh, making them get better, or you are praying for them, or you are the government, the management of the resources of the economy, uh, then providing up, uh, positions for different people. What level you are, the coach, life coach, what level you are. Whenever we do it, people, human beings, will come to you because they too want to solve self problems. So the moment you are not offering the solutions again, they leave you. It doesn't make it look like the person is your enemy. It makes that the people suffer from self, which is one of the tools of the enemy. Focus on me and not care about any other person. I want to pray for someone by saying, Heavenly Father, I thank you for this word that you have given us today. I thank you for light. I thank you for your blessing. I thank you for the grace that you have embraced us. I thank you for the love. I thank you for the pattern. I thank you for what I'm hearing today. It might be new to me, but Lord, help me to understand it in the mighty name of Jesus. And I want to pray for someone that is saying, ah, I'm a sinner, I don't even know Jesus at all. I've been focusing on self every day of my life, but can you help me introduce to this Jesus? Let me know him. It. It's simple, just believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and Savior of the head. and confess with your mouth. By saying this prayer after me, Jesus Christ, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth. That you are my Savior and King. Call me to my life today. Be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. And I pray for you, the hold of sin is broken over your life. Every agenda of the enemy is broken over your life. You will never know the better yesterday, but you will know the best of tomorrow. In the mighty name of Jesus, and I pray for someone that is asking God that when you are going to have something, Lord is going to answer that prayer in the name of Jesus. Where you are expecting the blessing and the grace of God he's going to release it in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having us, and to come your way next time. Don't forget, follow us on the second, on the third part, which is going to be talking as the habit. And God bless you.